It's the Tillcast episode 524, Wearing People. And this week, guys, we talk Horizon Zero Dawn on PC, Warhammer 40k Darktide, our first impressions of Scorn, NVIDIA unlaunching the 4080 12 gig, and other tech and game news. Stay tuned. It's a little too comfy in here. Chocolate chip cookie. Woohoo. Woohoo. We're back. My canned can. Woohoo. It is the Tillcast. It is October 15th at 5 o'clock Central Time. It's an M rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I am Rusty. The three of us are going to get some amount of times worth of bullshit. Bullshit. <clears throat> some games and some news. Um, we're back. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, we're back. Uh, wow, I I have no idea. It's a new week, really. Um, I have, I don't know. <laughs> my my whole world's been all fucking rocked this week, so it's it's kind of it's been kind of crazy. Yeah, but you have some good news. I do. I'll be gainfully employed soon. Woo! That's, and that's big. Somebody deal. hired my ass. They're just crazy. They're crazy enough to do so. And you're not working at a grocery store. No, I'm not going to be working in a grocery store. Nope. I'm just going to be shining shoes somewhere. Uh, no, yeah, uh, something in my field. Finally, <laughs> you know, I had to wait for it. Uh, but it'll be be pretty good. Pretty good. I um. I uh, I start on Halloween day, so I I get to dress up as a uh, brand new employee. Well, that's definitely not a bad thing. Um, nah, it just makes makes my work anniversary be you know a lot easier to remember. <laughs> be like trick or treat. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> my vacation rolls over at this point, right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> It's, it's exciting. That's been a big, big change for me because, you know, almost five months I've been waking up every day and checking job boards and following up for interviews and doing freaking, you know, oh, my God, so many applications. And I've, I've got I've got some I've got some critiques and people who have been in uh, the position that I've been in for the past few months. Uh, know this pain. It is filling out the same goddamn form every single time with the same information that you just put into, you know, put all that effort into putting into a fucking resume. Like, read the goddamn resume. It's, it's not that hard. Well, you know, I, you want me to make one. You want, you, you're, you're making me submit it. And then I've got to fit it, fill it into your freaking form. Oh my god, just make it happen. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, I I understand why they do that because it makes HR's you know job a whole lot easier in the event that they decide to hire you. But man, is it a pain in the rear, which I don't have to deal with anymore, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, so yeah, that's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be fun. I, I've been wanting to get back to work for a while. That's gonna allow me to afford more video games. Mm. Video games. Maybe, maybe one of those overpriced video cards that, that's on the market right now. <laughs> Though, if I end up buying one of those video cards, it's starting to sound like I'm gonna need a massive case, uh, a nuclear power plant to power it. A uh, new uh, motherboard and a processor because everything will be CPU bottlenecked anyway. Uh, and, um, well, uh, might as well get new RAM at the you know at that point. And then I'm gonna have to buy all new RGB and shit because <laughs> you know RGB, it's like at least five percent of your FPS right there. So yeah, <clears throat> not looking forward to that. But the forty ninety does look great. On paper, if if you play, you know, primarily in 4K with RTX on, otherwise you're never going to see a difference. So I think you know if I need to get up to 144 FPS, 144 FPS in 4K <clears throat> without RTX, you turn RTX on, it tabs that anyway. So, but I mean that's still impressive. I mean that's. That's really impressive. What I'm getting at is uh, I haven't ran into anything that I couldn't run at 4K at least 60 FPS. Yet. With a 30 series card. Unless it's unoptimized. Well, it's either it's either going to be unoptimized or that's new tech. Down the pipe and, you know, then, then video games start to, you know, to take up 150, you know, gigs. <clears throat> Of hard drive space because they jam literally every feature that they couldn't jam into it before in there. I don't know, and things you know things tend to leap and bound when it comes to uh, you know to video game tech versus hardware tech. Eventually, the video game you know the software uh, and you know engines will catch up to where the hardware <clears throat> is, and they're not going to be able to be able to do this insane generational leap uh you know going forward i think this is i think this is the big leap um if i had to you know if i had to wager a guess the next the next generation of cards after the fourth uh the 40 series cards <clears throat> are gonna be like refinements on the four you know on the 40 series uh process so they'll be a little bit faster, but not like, you know, half again faster like they're, you know, that they're saying on you know, on these benchmarks. So. It's it's looking great for video games. If if you have deep pockets, you have very uh, deep pockets. If you have a 30 series card currently, it's probably time to wait for the 50. If uh, if you are rocking a 1080 and haven't gotten into RTX, probably buy a 30 series card uh, because they're cheap now <laughs> and available. <laughs> and they're trying to get rid of the stock. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but did you? That reminds me. Did you hear uh, uh, the new the RTX news in the last couple of days? Which one is that? There's so many. There's been so they, much I've been watching are, about the shit. 
NVIDIA officially unlaunched the 408012 gig. The 408012 gig. Yeah, it had a different so, processor in it too, so it's was it it's bad 4070. Naming? That's that's the 4070, right? Yeah, that was that was the yeah. one that was Yeah, well, that yeah. one was super confusing because there was two 4080s, right? Yep. And there was the 12 and the 12 and 16. 16. Yeah, 12 and 16. And the spec for the between the two wasn't even the same. It's like it's not a difference between the memory. It was also in the total amount of cores. It was named weird. Like it should not have been the same name as the 4080. Um, it should have been named as the 4070. But they, I think they were trying to pull a fast one. Um Honestly, honestly, I think they're pulling, a, trying to pull a fast one on the Ford nineties right now. To you know, to be completely honest, they're throwing fucking you know they're not they're not launching the forty eighty. <clears throat> it's only the forty ninety right now. Okay, and they've got the thirty you know the uh, thirty series cards basically deeply discounted literally everywhere. So they made too many thirty you know thirty series cards. They're trying to discount sell those motherfuckers. And they're overpricing the 4090 right now to drive sales for the 30 series cards. And they're not, uh, they're not giving us the, uh, the value option for the, uh, the, the 40 series cards right away. So, and I, I anticipate that's, you know, that's to see what AMD is going to do and to try to get rid of their stock at the same time. So it's, it's a really weird launch for a video card, at least. I mean, oh, I could, I, I almost said at least we didn't have to deal with scalpers, but we do. Did you see that shit? Yeah. They're still fucking trying to scalp these. And the people who are looking to buy these cards are like, why? <laughs> why are you even making that, uh, taking that fucking leap? Because, there ain't nobody wanting to buy these scalped cards. Nobody. Because if I wanted a video card that could play games right now, I could go online and buy a 3080 right now. For for way cheaper than what they're asking for that 4090. So it's not like there's no cards available that can play video games right now. Where I guess I guess it was, I don't know, when the 30 series cards came out, I guess there was still 20, uh, 20 series, but there was a pretty big, you know, performance uplift between the two. So, uh, I don't know. I, I It's not the same climate. So I guess scalpers going to scalp and they're going to, they're going to fucking, you know, they're going to burn themselves on it and hopefully they never, they never scalp again. So, but I don't see very many people trying to, you know, trying to buy these cards outside of like Uber enthusiasts. And, yeah, I mean, if I had, if, if, if I had a steady, you know, a steady thing going, I might be considered an Uber enthusiast, but <clears throat> I'm not willing to pay this much. That's, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah, I don't. 
I was running into this problem this week where, so the crew that does the tabletop gaming with me, right, meets on Fridays last night. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to th- decide what I was playing that was a high-end game to show off my new display. I have exactly one installed. And that's Control. Everything right. else is a game that's unoptimized, which we'll get to in a moment. Or it is last gen, etc. So, you know, it might be... <clears throat> or, like... um. That honey, I shrunk the kids game. I'm having a hard time. Ground, grounded, grounded, right? It's a decent looking game, but it's not really something to show off your graphics card with, right? Right, right. Um, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but like the Dark Tide beta is not really optimized, so I'm having to run it in pretty low settings. So it's not really something you show off your graphics card with. No, not right now. Anyway, it's Con- got promise though. Yeah, control. Yeah, that's pretty optimized. Yeah. Has ray tracing. Good way to display blacks <clears throat> and was a good way to show off the OLED last night to just kind of show people what the use case was for it. Um, still not regretting the pr- purchase so, so far, even though I'm playing older stuff. Just the size of the screen alone and the perfect blacks are pretty amazing. Although I've had quite the week myself. I've been out of town again. This is the last time, almost the last time going out of town. Got so. You know, you guys probably know, I I go to a fair amount of shows. So last night, me and John, there's a, if you guys have seen 28 Days Later, there's a song they play that's got a real long buildup. It's kind of like a weird avant-garde rock song called East Hastings by a band called Godspeed You Black Emperor. It's a scene where Celian Murphy is on the bridge. Um, and I can't remember anything else, but I do remember him being on the bridge when that song starts, right? And so that's kind of what got me into this group. They're really, really obscure. Don't play a lot of live shows. And apparently they're playing in Oklahoma City, which is an hour and a half away, um, here in about two weeks on a Tuesday, which is really bizarre. So me and John are going to go see him. Nice. Um, that'll be my last show for this year. I went and saw another metal show, but I went to... I say another metal show. The last show I didn't go to wasn't metal. But I went to go see Meshuggah in Dallas. And that was a mind-blowing light show. That was really fun. Um, most It's a weird band in that the there's usually about three or four beats going on at a time in a song. So the bass player and the guitar players are on usually their own beat. And they're on their own one, if you know what I mean, right? So, like, the one in a measure, they're all on their own one. And then the drummer is usually on three different ones. And so, I was kind of wondering, I was like, this crowd's not going to be crazy. They're going to have a hard time finding the one. Nope, they just followed this, the the China. And I got there. I had um, Terry Black's Barbecue, which was pretty damn good. Um, I still make better brisket, though. Um, <laughs> they have very good ribs. Their rub is excellent, and it... It was weird because, so, me and John went to go see High Lung a couple weeks ago, and I was in line, or we got in line, and the line was like an hour long, and we decided to go get hot chicken. Well, I went up there. There was five people in line, and I got there pretty early. I got there at like five o'clock. So, I hauled ass through the line, and then it's one of those places where they just weigh the meat that you get, and every meat has got a certain price per pound. 
um, for brisket and ribs in my sides ended up in beer. I, th- I spent 40 bucks. Um, it was Damn. very much worth 40 bucks. It was high quality stuff. I just make better brisket or whatever brisket they gave me was an end chunk and it was a little bit dry. So still good. Like it wasn't it was like a seven out of 10 brisket. The ribs were like a nine out of 10 ribs. Those were excellent. Um, right. Complete with like, I didn't even need sauce. Like it was just really good. You didn't. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> um, so highly recommended if you're in Dallas, kid up Terry Black's. It's excellent. And so they're also in Austin too. So, um, it's good shit. So anywho, um, I did that and I was like, oh, I need to get in line because it's going to be like how long to be wrapped all around the building. Well, I was super fucking early, like a good hour before I got in line when I went to go see high long. And so I was about maybe 50 or a hundred people deep in line versus a thousand people in deep in line where me and John got. So I was still within the first block. Um, I got Thanks. in, got merch. Um, and then Meshuggah was selling like a tote bag. I wouldn't normally buy something that ludicrous, but it was $10. It has their logo on the side. And I was like, I can throw in a hoodie and a couple t-shirts and some shorts or whatever I'm buying in that bag. And I'll just take that with me into the crowd. And then I won't have to have like a t-shirt tied around my waist or a bundle of, because I'm not going to see these guys again for a long time. They're old. They're old now, like closer to 60 years old. So I was in a space where I was like, I don't want to hold a bundle of shit. Let me just put this in a little man purse. Which is essentially what it is. <laughs> Big old totes about the size of like a Walmart, you know, like the the reusable shopping bags. Right. Made out of canvas. So anyways, I had all that shit with me and then I got up front, saw a weird band that I've never seen called Torch that's on their last tour. They were doing, it's kind of like a, it's like heavy rock would be what I would describe it as. The bass player did this thing about halfway through their set where he took his low E string and dropped it a whole octave. And they would just hit these moments and just let it rumble with his bass. And I think he blew out the PA speakers. (laughs) He would hit it and you just watch his top string vibrate like like it was lower than the low E for corn. It was super low. It was almost an audible low, but it made your heart hit the all the wrong spaces. Like it, it was almost it was uncomfortable. A brown note. It was a brown note, and it was weird. But now I'm going to go check out more of their stuff because I was like, that was a really creative idea. But pretty sure he blew out the low end on the uh, PA. Yeah. Um. These were they had some really really big PA stacks at this place. This place is pretty good. It's a place called the Factory in Dallas. It holds about five thousand people, but I by that point I didn't move. I I made the conscious decision of not drinking any beer aside from when I went and got barbecue, and so I went to the bar and got three bottles of water and threw them in my man purse, and <laughs> got all the way up to the rail. So I was only two people deep. I wasn't quite on the rail, but I was right behind somebody that was on the rail. And as people came in, that crowd just continued to get packed closer and closer to the front. So at a certain point, like I was just wearing other people. Um, <laughs> um, so I had like people clothes wearing a dude. No, surprisingly. And I didn't th- think this. I was surrounded by like 20 and 30 set something women, which nice. wasn't the horrible, the most horrible thing. No. Um, 
So, yeah, I was wearing people, though. Um, <laughs> and it got hot in there. Like, they intentionally turned it. When I first got up there, I was like, man, I'm going to need my hoodie. I was like, no, I'm not. It's going to get hot in here. It's like 50 degrees. And then as everybody packed in around me, like, it was very much at like 85 or 90 degrees um, in yeah. the spot that I was in. Humans are great space heaters. Yeah. So, yeah, we saw it. I say we. It was just me that went up there. I ended up kind of running into a friend of mine that goes to a lot of the same shows. So, nice. me and her were texting back and forth through the whole show. But um, I didn't want to move because I didn't want to lose my spot. So, I just stayed up there. We saw In Flames, which was good. I'm not really a huge In Flames fan, but um, they put on a good live show. And they're really fun. They're really nice and cheeky. And then um, saw Meshuggah. Meshuggah just, you know, if if you see this tour, like some people are going to be of the opinion that they don't move a lot and that's kind of their thing. So they have pieces of tape all over the stage, right, where they all stand and they frame themselves against lights a lot of times. So that right. it's this weird setup where they've got like different images behind light boxes that each of the different people kind of stand behind and then the lights like move in certain te tempos with the music. And they've got a guy that runs all this stuff live. I know there's several YouTube videos of the guy who runs the light design because it's not automated. It's a guy that it's like he plays the light design, which is crazy, but it's not triggered by notes. It's not triggered by the drums. He follows what he thinks is going to be best for the music. And he's pretty nuts. And they changed up their light stage four or five different times. Like they had it in layers so they could pull stuff away. And then there would be a layer behind it for different sets. And they themed the lights kind of around different albums. So usually the primary colors of the lights matched the primary colors for the each of the albums. And that's kind of a thing with them. They have it's like blue or orange or a white. Um, so not I guess I am kind of getting into it. For their older stuff, it's usually yellow because there's a lot of yellow albums. I say yellow. Uh, one of their bigger albums in the early 2000s was has a very yellow theme. One of their, their newest albums has a very red theme. So, like, that was the primary colors behind stuff, and they that's how their light design decided to do it, which I thought was pretty neat. Um, but it was, it was a very intense show. All the people behind me were following the sound of the China. Um, that crowd just pulsed and packed and it was so the the in flames had started this thing and said hey we talked to security you guys can crowd surf so there was just a non-stop surge of people just going from the back row all the way to the front and then security would direct them around the barricade and so it was just all night kind of looking behind you you'd, you'd know when there's somebody was coming because you'd see the security guard in front of you his his hands would shoot up and you're like oh shit there's somebody behind me it's crowd surfing and then you mm. pass somebody over the top of you um, <laughs> it was a nonstop flow of crowd surfing though. Like I haven't seen that. There was 500 people that crowd surfed between both bands. Uh, it Damn. was insane. Like I was just like, holy shit. I've never seen this many people crowd surfing. Um, so yeah, that was a thing. Um, but yeah, it was a, it's a damn good show. It's a apples and oranges to high lung. High lung is its own thing. Pretty intense. If you're going to see a rock or metal show, 100% recommend Mashuga. Those guys are 100% separate the men from the boys. That's just the only thing I think that might be more impressive is maybe seeing like Rammstein, you know, the dude coming out on fire. Uh, these guys are too old to light themselves on fire. But as far as being technically proficient, extremely tight, like 
to the point you could set a watch to the music like it's mixed perfectly it sounds like you're listening to the album only better and more powerful it's so it's just crazy and then they do their own live versions of shit um or blend stuff that you don't hear on the albums too so it's an experience uh, had a right. lot of fun with that that was a it was a really really good show um but yeah um i did that i, I brought my steam deck with me that got almost no use i started to load up uh, a video game and then decided that i just wanted to go to sleep because i was fucking wore out i got almost too bad of a hotel i was going really cheap yeah so i didn't red roof it ah uh, but damn. it was close it was close all the cars that were parked here like were busted up or old jalopies right it was 67 dollars for this room and at first, I didn't think my AC worked. And I was like, I'm just going to have to sleep in the heat. This is going to be rough. And then there was a little, like, I messed with the knob, and then it finally clicked. And then the AC turned on. And then it got too cold. Um, <laughs> but you didn't want to fuck with it. So you just sat there and froze. Yeah, that's what I did. I was yeah. just like, fuck it. I'm just going to freeze. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's <laughs> you, you, bought, you bought a, uh, they didn't even have uh, Wi-Fi. Half a star. Is half a, star hotel. It was a two and a half star hotel. It was pretty sketch. Like the Uber driver's like, this is where you're staying? It's like, yeah, yeah. I should have researched better, but I don't. it's too late to change it now. He's like, good luck. <laughs> if the Uber driver's like, good luck, you probably just needed to fucking like check out and go somewhere else. <laughs> You'd have probably been safer in your car. <laughs> no, it was right off. Right off the highway, like the fence was like a junkyard fence. Like it was, it was really rough looking. The AC was cold after I figured it out though. And the room was sideways. Like I don't mean like, I like mean literally it wasn't level and it leaned to the left when you walked in. The whole room. The, that's even the so water. That they can take. Even the that, water in the bathtub the, leaned left. I checked it. <laughs> that's so that they can bring in the pressure washer for the freaking room dude so they can clean out the blood <laughs> yes no it yes. didn't it, it didn't lean towards the door it leaned towards one of the inside walls but yeah it was but, it was leaning you didn't you didn't catch the drain in the corner then <laughs> yeah there's a reason why your uber driver said good luck <laughs> then people go in and never leave that's hotel california right there it was a <laughs> I'm not ever checking in there again. It was started with a W. I want to say it was like West End Hotel or something. What I was Uh trying to do is I was trying to find somewhere close so I didn't have much of an Uber cost. And it wouldn't have mattered, to be honest with you. Like the Uber cost down there without a surge is only $9 from where I was at. And even if it had been $15, it probably would have been worth it. I went to Mesquite, which is just like five miles east of Deep Ellum. Deep Ellum's not a great. I think I talked about it last week. Like, it's like a video game. There's cop towers all over the place because the crime's kind of rough down there. That's where a lot of shows that I like to go see are usually in Deep Ellum. And uh, I used to live there. So, but it's just gotten progressively rougher. But um, there's not anything close. Like, if you go downtown to get a hotel, you're getting a hotel. A single person's going to spend like $190 for the cheapest room. 
Um, Sometimes that's worth it, though. Well, me and John spent 130 to be in in Rockford. Um, was it? I can't remember. Is it Rockford? I don't know. It's not Rockford. Anyways, it was in an area that was pretty well off, but it was a two bedroom hotel, and between two people, it's sixty five bucks a piece. So, like, it was super worth it. It was a hundred times nicer than what I got. Um, it had two AC units. <clears throat> I mean, you had to have they you, were you had to have your heating and cooling zones. Well, like I could close the door for I had my own I had my own bedroom. Like well, yeah. You had a suite. It was pretty nice. So Yeah. It, it was night and day from where you you know where you ended up. You 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 probably would have had a better time at Red Roof. No. 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 Red Roof is like bar none the worst experience I've ever had. Literally crackheads walking outside our door and cracking out. Uh, like when it, we went to go see uh, Kim Lab and SeaTech up in Dallas, this is probably 2018. And mm-hmm. when we went down there, Trent's like, I got a deal in a hotel in Plano. And I was thinking, okay, it's in Plano. It shouldn't be that bad. It's a red roof in. I didn't think anything of it. But literally these huge signs that like draped across the front of the hotel that says, we are not responsible for theft or break-ins or broken windows please take all valuables out of your vehicle right huge signs like should have been your first warning right there the whole hotel or motel was wrapped in a barbed wire fence you had (laughs) and had a like a chain link gate to get into the parking lot and then the whole night like there was a crackhead couple that was like just walking around like yammering on all over the place in the in the parking lot and i was Super cheap and got a, uh, I think what the deal was is if I slept on the floor, I didn't have to pay for the room because there was five of us and only two beds, right? Again, we were going super cheap. And then Damn. I can't remember what I bought, like gas or something. But anyways, it didn't matter. Like I ended up sleeping on the floor and then ended up waterboarding myself under the, under the air conditioner with the AC unit because it was like dripping. It was dripping right on my forehead, and I was really drunk. And when I woke up, I had one of the worst hangovers I've ever had in my whole life. Because I had water just dripping on my forehead about every two seconds all night. Like in Chinese water torture going uh, on right there? Yeah, I thought I was I thought I was just really hot, but apparently you know, it was just water dripping off the damn AC unit. <laughs> you had some of the weirdest freaking experiences, man. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, next uh, time I go get a – I'm just going to – buckle down and spend a little bit of extra money it's not that big a deal i don't know why it was that cheap because i looked at how much i spent going down there and i still spent almost 500 bucks so um extra 50 bucks a night's actually worth it and an extra ten dollars on an uber uh, uber ride is worth it yeah yeah at Uh, least you came back unharmed i was a little i was a little worried um when I got dropped off by the Uber driver and he's like, yep, good luck. I was like, shit. Yeah. Dude, but I didn't that, sleep. That would have been. I didn't sleep that good. Like I woke up at like six in the morning after going to bed at like midnight. Mm. Cause I walked around with Uber, right? You got to avoid the surge. So when you got like 5,000 people catching Ubers and cabs and leaving the area all at the same time, like you got to wait a good 30 minutes for that to die down. Like the initial surge 
had the ride back at like $45. I was like, I walk around. I walked around. I found a little place that served ice cream and cookies that were like hot cookies. It's like, I'm fucking cheating tonight. I'm just going to go get. So I just sat down in a little bitty like hole in the wall place and got myself some ice cream and cookies and then kind of waited <laughs> for the search to die down. Justin watches Meshuga. He goes to a freaking rock concert. Heavy, heavy fucking rock concert. And then literally afterwards, because he's a cheap bastard, he goes and fucking finds some warm cookies. <laughs> I have a cheap bastard. <laughs> you, you're also an old man. You bastard. <laughs> yeah, one of the guys in line, because, you know, I'm wearing like a heavy metal t-shirt and hat. He's like, what are you doing here? I was like, I just went and saw a heavy metal shirt or show. Yeah. He's like... Why you had a cookie restaurant? I was like, it sounded exactly. good. It sounded really good. I was like, what do you eat? And so I, me and this guy like figured out what I was going to get to order. Oh my god! He's yeah. like, why are you here? We expect your kind to be at bars or flipping cars or some bullshit. No, I just wanted fucking cookies and ice cream. I just wanted, I just wanted a chocolate chip cookie. I wanted a <laughs> s'mores cookie. Yeah, he's and, teasing me. He's like, you gotta get some milk Superman with ice cream. He's like, you should get some milk with that. And you can complete the ensemble. <laughs> uh, wow. I was tempted, but I was pretty dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! Uh, and now today, <laughs> rock I cookies. I took a test, but I don't think I have COVID. But I feel like I have COVID, so I'm oh, struggle no. busting through this show. You ah, you you're fine. You just you just have a a multi day hangover from all those cookies. No, I <laughs> I didn't know that a person could poop as much as one did after I got done with this, like this binge. <laughs> those cookies, those cookies didn't have fiber in them, did they? I don't know, but. <laughs> I'm sorry. You ever seen that I'm, South Park I'm, I'm episode? I can't remember. I can't remember what um what it is, but Randy eats something and he poops so hard like it lifts him off the bowl. You gotta install handlebars. Yeah, that's that's been that was all morning. Maybe I've just like lost all everything inside me. Like maybe I pooped my organs out or something like it. Ah. Uh, if only <laughs> It'd be an easy way to lose weight now, wouldn't it? I weighed you just myself. Just your insides out. I weighed myself. That was literally five pounds. Five pounds. <laughs> I lost five pounds on the toilet bowl today. Five pounds <laughs> in three sessions. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, Jason, Damn. what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> well, other than playing with our group on Friday night, I... Uh, I finished Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Hey, good transition. How was it? Including the DLC. Right on. What oh, do you yeah? do? I never played the DLC. I mean, it just gives you one more area in the cut. Um, and you basically fight one more of uh, Gaia's subroutines. <sighs> um, but I really fucking enjoyed it i mean i actually i actually kind of feel ashamed that um none of us played that back in 2017 and 
Like none of us bullshit. I like, played it. I I played it, but I think I played it after it released. You did. You guys I played, played it, all it the way in, through. I finished that. I just <clears throat> you guys played it in 2018 because I went back yes, and I looked on and, the PlayStation. and none of us gave it a review in 2017 when it released. Um, well, what else came out in 2017? Uh, that year, our uh, our our top fives in no particular order, I think, were uh, New Colossus, Divinity, Original Sin 2, Hellblade. <sighs> if I remember right, I think it was Breath of the Wild and Prey. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. And Horizon, you all played later. Um, it didn't get, I feel it didn't like get we, mentioned. No, I, I played it, but it didn't get a full mention because I was the only one that played it. Yeah, gotcha. That's that's uh, why. I feel like because we did of our this waiting system. service then. Yeah, it, it, it it needed more. It needed more love. After finishing <laughs> that game, I'm like, wow. I think that that story is better than half of our top ten that year. Yeah, it was really good. I wasn't a big fan of the final mission, uh, final of mission of the the main game, just because it was is like they had to throw in a big set piece situation, right? <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of that. Um, but the lead up to everything, the reveals of you know of the world, the the world building, you know everything leading up to that point was. You know, it's great. I loved it. Absolutely. You know, and so, and I can see I can see what you're saying about the final mission. Um at the same time, I think they they ended that way knowing there was more they were wanting to do with it. True. It's just I don't know, it seems like that they just they said well we need to have our big star wars moment so we need to have our big battle at the end you know and they kind of shoehorned it in and you know in in a way that it was like this entire game was you know is built around you know discovery and stealth and now you're gonna throw uh, throw you in a big fucking battle it's it just it kind of you know takes the the core gameplay elements and sets it aside right yeah so that's why it felt out of place for me yeah i can see it so it's that's i mean that that's a you know that's the thing but then again it's kind of hard to do boss battles in that kind of you know thing unless it's you know big one-on-one against a machine like if it's a thunder jaw like fucking big one-on-one battle those feel very good right um, but you know, if, if you've got like wave upon wave upon wave of shit, it just it it doesn't feel the same. But I'm glad you liked it. You know, it only took it. it only I took can't. fucking you know five years for you to fucking try it. So, well, it came it came for it to come out on 
really for it to come out on PC. Um, I just, I don't know. I, it, it's one of those things I don't really buy many games. Right. Uh, for my PS4. So, um, and if that, you can get your hands on PS5 Chris, at some point, that's mostly Crystal's console. I, yeah, I don't see <laughs> PS5 happening anytime soon. Um, ah, uh, Forbidden West will probably come out on PC before I, before I, I mean, get a PS5. It's possible. It's possible. I'm hoping I mean, it is because I really want to play it now. Um, yeah, it's very possible. I mean, you know, Sony's been trying to, you know, to, to do, uh, uh, to do more in, in the PC space. They were, they were just talking about that, you know? Uh, so it's very possible that we could get a, uh, uh, a release date for the forbidden West, you know, coming to PC. And can you imagine that game just with, all the pretties turned on. Uh, I mean, it's really great on PS5 right now. That was that really showcases the power of the PS5. Uh, but if we could, if if it had like all all the pretties set to ultra, uh, that game would just be it. It just be beautiful. Like the game looks amazing, but you have to be ready to have your hand held. And I've said it many, many times before. It is not the game to play after fucking Elden Ring. It is. It just isn't. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for you to actually play Forbidden West, because if you liked, you know, Zero Dawn, you're going to love for Forbidden West. It's it's a good game. And especially if you like the story, because. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Does that story, you know, progress? Right. So, well, I mean, they kind of told you where the where they were going with the that ending cutscene on the on Zero Dawn. Well, you you think that's where that's going to go? Well, it it, it it's. <laughs> Yeah, you, you just gotta play it. I'm not gonna ruin anything for you. It's you gotta you gotta play that. You know, you gotta play Forbidden West. Uh, but it's also one of those things. I know Forbidden West will take me about a month to play, so I also don't want to uh, be that guy who's like, I really want to play this game. Can I borrow your console? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do that to somebody. So, well, it's either it's either PS5 sometime in the future, guarantee no time soon, or it'll release on PC and I'll finally play it then. Well, they've been. Uh, if anything, if the past has been anything, it's at least one to one and a half years. If you know between release date on the PlayStation console before it shows up on, you know, on PC. Uh, so right now, I mean, considering Forbidden West was actually released on February 18th of this year, you know, 
train we could be looking at a, it. Which means that's the same story for me for Ragnarok too. Yeah, that's that is a thing. And believe me, uh, I want to get my hands on Ragnarok. Oh uh, God, I'm looking forward to that fucking game. Do you still do you have my God of War PC uh, uh, disc? Because I've been looking for it and I can't find I it. I'm pretty sure I gave it back to you. <laughs> I just have to dig that stuff. shit up on the show. What? What was that? Said as he digs through shit to see if he's right. <laughs> right. I mean, not sure. I will look for it. I will look for it later, and if I do find it here, I will let you know, and I'll ship that shit to you. Uh, I'm just curious. I'm still going to have to download probably the entire game's worth of patch for it, anyway. So it doesn't matter to me. I can get that on uh, on PlayStation Plus. It's just my internet's so shit right now. It's probably be faster for you to you know to download it and send the fucking hard drive to me in the mail. (laughs) Oh my god. That's another thing that fucking happened. That's, you know, that happened this week. Um, my uh, my mom ended up getting the fiber that I've been waiting on. And uh, oh. and uh, and she had she she had said, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, son. I want you to come over and, and watch, you know, watch this install happen. So I get up early in the fucking morning. And I go over and I watch this installer come in and, you know, and install the fiber. And (laughs) now I had applied when I first got up here, I had applied for a job at the, you know, at the phone company to do that type of installation because I could do it. I mean, that's, that's something that I'm familiar with. I applied and I think I applied for that (laughs) job three times. And I eventually just gave up on them. I'm like, you know what? Fuck them. You know, it's, it's, I'll just do, I'll, I'll just go do my other thing. And that took me this long to find one. Right. But what burned me this entire fucking time was not only did my mom call, uh, call me up and be like, you need to be here at nine o'clock in the fucking morning. We're going to, I'm going to have you watch this install happen so that you can see that I've got the internet that you want. And the dude that came to do the install, he was the guy that got the job. He's like, I'm brand new. I've only been working for four weeks. This is my very first install by myself. And I'm like, oh, you are a bastard. You are a rat bastard. But, but, but this allowed me to see how everything was installed here. And I, I, know exactly what i need to do for my network box and and all of that like i know exactly what he's gonna do to get this place all hooked up in fact if he just gave me the box the you know the the modem and the cable i could do it myself it's how easy it is and that's what really pisses me off because when i went and did the speed test on my phone using wi-fi I was getting 200 up, 200 down, and it was a beautiful thing, man. I was sitting there just staring at my phone going, I want this right now. Can I bottle it up and take it with me, please? It was, I'm like, 
can I just, like, I don't know what I need to do. Do I need to bring my shit over just to fucking download a bunch of shit? I, I want a quarter of this if I could. You know, I'd be happy with a quarter of this. So it will be really nice, really nice once we get it in here. But my mom had to rub it in a little bit that she's got it first. And uh, she loves it. She loves it. She's like, oh, man, it's so nice not having to wait for the uh, personal assistants that are around the house. That's always listening to me. I know you're listening to me right there. Anyway, um, it's she didn't have to wait for anything to turn on. It's having bandwidth is is revolutionary for my little town. So uh, one of these days, man, one of these days. Uh, <laughs> Ah, uh, man. And it's it's really bothers me because like the internet speed is it's such a big, you know, a big thing, f- you know, a big factor for what, you know, what we try to do online. Like trying to play any type of multiplayer games just not possible, dude. It it just it's either I I can't connect or if I do connect, I have some really wicked rubber banding issues. And I was experiencing that all fucking night last night. So I guess we could get into this right now. I mean, one of the games that you know that I played over the last you know uh, over the, uh, over the last twenty four hours, I suppose. Um, uh, we and we can't really go too deep into uh, what we're uh, we can take our first impressions of it, right? So we've. You know, we got into the uh, 40k Dark Tide uh, beta. How long did that take you to download? Uh, it took me an entire day and a half. Um, but I let it. I let it download while I was passed out one night. So <laughs> I could. So I, I. I guess that that was my daily download download for the day. Um, but yeah. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up, asshole. Uh, <laughs> But we did play, uh, uh, we played a little bit of that. I was having some really, really, really bad rubber banding issues, uh, which is probably due to my network connection and the <laughs> fact that the you know, the net code for the game is probably not super optimized. Um, it is a beta. I mean, I know there's going to be problems. What I was looking for to, uh, was to see how things kind of, you know, fit together, you know, with, uh, we, you know, Fat Shark taking, you know, you know, doing Vermintide and then moving on to the 40k <clears throat> universe. I wanted to see how how things worked with the uh, with uh, 40k. Well, we had to do a lot of dicking around to get it to run. It's well, not. It's did. not. It's um, not optimized yet. Yeah, you you did. Ha- ha- you had to make some some video uh, uh, video setting changes to get it to actually run at a decent frame rate. Um, it's, and it's some weird stuff. So like. Particle effects, bloom, motion blur, chromatic right. aberration, and then DLSS wasn't activating for me. And so I initially tried it with ray tracing. It just doesn't run with ray tracing. Ray tracing just causes <laughs> the game to crash. So I think that that was, it wasn't fully optimized or uh, implemented. Uh, but yeah, if you just, if you turn RTX on, a game crashes. So. so <laughs> I went back to Dynamic Shadows. I'm running it at 2K instead of 4K, and I'm running it on balanced DLSS settings. I got the DLSS right. to kick in, 
And now I can get, I uncapped the frame rate and set it at a max of 120. So I'm getting right now, I've been playing it off and on between naps today, um, probably a consistent 80 to 90 FPS on those settings. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Um, about 80 to 90 uh, in in game when it you know gets kind of crazy and I'm not rubber banding all over the fucking place. Um, it, it'll drop down to about 60. Um, that's you know yeah, that, if it, if there's a bunch of explosions, I guess it goes down a little bit further than that. But I'm more worried about rubber banding at that point. Um, yeah, the the performance. So I went through the Steam forums, right? Because this is the beta weekend, and of course, there's a lot of people that are talking about it, and we're definitely not the only people. There's people with 3090s complaining about the performance, obviously, because right. they got a 3090. People that are actually running performance metrics on it are saying that it's using like 70 to 80 percent of the total GPU, and the yep. CPU is also like sitting at 30 and 40 percent right now. So the Vermintide, and that's what a lot of people are comparing it to, because that was their last game that's in a similar theme. Um, your CPU usage would go up to like 80%. It would utilize, you know, however many cores you set it to. Then your GPU would just peg it out, right? Like, which is what it should be doing. It should be sitting at 98 to 100% with your GPU and then your CPU, you know, handling some of the other things in the back end. But it's not fully utilizing anybody's card. <clears throat> and obviously that's causing some issues. But the, the primary reason for the test was to test the net code out, which is the whole right. reason for this beta test. Um, performance metrics aside, because now that I can get it to play, my first run was fucking jank as hell. I barely got through it because my settings were all over the place and I was running at like 80 FPS and then like 30 FPS and like 15 FPS and like it was just all over the place, right? Because I was trying to, <laughs> I was running it like on DLSS quality 4K and had all the pretties turned up to maximum. Then I realized shortly after that it wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Um, I've got about 10 runs under my belt. I've played a little bit of every single character now so that I have a good, well-rounded feel for it. Um, I'm picking this up. Oh, like, yeah. My initial impressions sure. so far are pretty strong. Um, I'm starting to kind of get like the... The way they have this, you know, and this is all subject to change because we're still about six weeks out from the actual release date. But it looks like there's, in Vermintide, you had like three subclasses for every character. And it looks like it's got something similar going here. I think it's four. There's four trees under mm -hmm. each character. And it starts unlocking at level five the same way that it did with Vermintide. And the initial ability kind of builds on itself through those different trees. So you've got Sharpshooter, Preacher. Ogren and Psyker, is that right? Yeah, well... What's Ogren? Uh, the, the Preacher is more of like a fanatic, but yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, yeah but there's the, the Guard Sharpshooter, the uh, the Imperial Fanatic, the <laughs> uh, Ogren's uh, basically like a fucking tank, and um, the Psyker uh, can be either a male or a female. Uh, I guess everybody... All the all the normal human classes can be male and female, but the Ogrens are all males. Yeah, the the neat thing is there's a fair amount of custom. There's not a full character customization thing like you can't like pick ears and nose and eyes and things like that. But they've got like right fifteen heads and about fifteen hairstyles. And if your character has facial hair, it's got facial hairstyles. There's different eye styles like blind, not blind, one eye blind, one eye not blind, kind of stuff, right? 
right. different eye colors, hair colors, face tattoos. I know that sounds stupid, but like it kind of works in this game. If you if you're coming from Vermintide though the the important thing to re- realize is that you're playing a class and not a preset hero. Correct. Like bar, you know for instance like you're not going to be playing Barden, you know, you're going to be playing the class and you're you know you're going to be creating your own hero. Yeah, and I actually like that feature. Um got some pretty Cool looking dudes, some pretty gnarly looking. Like the hairstyles are different between the class types, which is kind of neat. Um, same with the tattoos and stuff like that. Like my uh, yeah. got a pretty gnarly looking preacher, or fanatic, or whatever. And I've actually that's the character I started with, went with everybody else, and then went back to after I kind of figured out the synergy with him. Because essentially he's uh, Barden, you know, the little dwarf, um, mm-hmm. the berserker version of him, you know, Wolverine. So, essentially, you charge in and you melee and crit fucking everything while you're meleeing. And as you take damage, he's a mix between him and uh, the Inquisitor, but the uh, the version of the Inquisitor that did more damage as he took damage. Right. So, I'm on the path right now with him with increasing his toughness, which is kind of like his armor, um, while he's taking damage. So, I kind of want to ride him lower on the health, but right now he's... The talent points I'm picking essentially puts him in a spot where we'll have lower health, but the more enemies are around me, the more tough I am and the more hits I can take. And then the more crits I can get, the lower the health I have with melee. He has a trash ranged weapon. It's like an Uzi. It's a machine pistol. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a be, it's a bit better than the Ogrins is. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's got some range on it, but it's really not... Not for anything other than you've got a sharpshooter and you need to take them out, or you've got people on a ledge that are shooting down at you, you need to take them out. That's basically what it's for. I got into a good melee rhythm with him, and I just mm-hmm. essentially was playing Vermintide, Barden, right? No range. Yeah. And then that's kind of how I started playing him, and I, I like that. Um, all the melee weapons have special attacks, so you like click a button on your control pad, it's like the right stick. And, like, there's a chain sword or, like, I had a sword that would do a parry, so I'd get a big attack coming, I'd hit my parry, and then it would stagger the creature or character that was attacking me so that I could get some big hits in. Um, not, a, not very sure how the gear progression works, but I know that I'm, like, slightly unlocking stuff, so now I've got, like, a, a shirt for him now, and on my other character, i got some pants. Um, those Does are all cosmetic. Extra armor? No, it's or just cosmetic. It all cosmetic. All that stuff's cosmetic. The only thing that add different stats are your your melee and your ranged weapon, at least to my knowledge so far, and your build. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's it's different enough from Vermintide. So Vermintide is very melee focused, and you had range, but you basically used your range for specials. You didn't really use it for horde clear. So like the Psyker or Psyker, the uh, fanatic has a grenade that's a big stun grenade that shoots out. It's kind of like it shoots out like black cats that are all lit in a strip, right? So it makes all these popping noises and lights up an area and stuns a big group of things so that you can just cleave through everything. Um, It just turned out to be extremely useful. But like when you're doing room clears, like certain classes excel at ranged room clear where some don't. Like the preacher is basically not a range clear. Like the machine pistol's okay. But he does a whole lot better just getting in the thick of things and fucking shit up. So, right. and same with the uh, Ogren, right? Like, he's very melee focused. Very. Um, 
when I was playing the sharpshooter, like he was very much range focused. You'd hit his special and he'd do additional damage with ranged and high. Basically, you click the button and then everything that is in front of you is highlighted. And if you hit it, it's all crits. So he's good. He's a good boss killer. Um, he's also, I, it also lights it up for everybody else. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. If you, if you use your special, it'll light them up so that, uh, so that if you hit them on the, you know, wherever their crit is, like most of the time it's the head, their head will explode. It's pretty crazy. And the Psyker can do something similar, I think. Yeah, the Psyker has a ranged ability. So he comes with a pistol and a sword that, and, you know, he's got different varieties of his sword or different varieties of melee weapon, but, like, he's really focused on his power and taking out specials. Um, I'm not very good at it. There's a certain rhythm with playing him to where he kind of plays like the mage in Vermintide 2 where he can kind of like overheat and he has to kind of lay off his special for a while, but he comes to the pistol with like 40 shots. Um, so you're, it's really wanting you to play with the ranged attack that he has and then use right. your melee up close. But anytime there's a special, you want to pop the heads off things, which is what he does. Um, the levels. So there's not a lot of levels right now. I think there's like three or four maps and there's different varieties. So you'll see like a little lightning bolt on the thing, or it looks like a, it's an icon that's on the thing. There's a special modifier. So I was playing one of them where it said the power was out and the whole level. Um, I did a very, remember the one that we did where we're finding the fuel canisters. Right. Yeah. So it was that level, but from a different direction and all the lights were out. So it was completely black. And of course on the OLED, it's like true black, uh, except for where my flashlight's at. So like <laughs> it's very black. Um, that was interesting because as I got farther in the level, especially when he started charging up certain areas, the light would get lit up by the things you just powered on. And then all of a sudden you just had a very narrow field of view of where you could see enemies. So the range became less important. You would just look for the lights on people's helmets or their eyes. And that's what you would mm -hmm. shoot. Um, and then as things got closer, obviously you could see them um, when they got in, within your flashlight range, but that's like 10 feet in front of you. So, it was interesting because you're in pure black and like there's just hordes of shit coming at you. I haven't experienced a lot of Vermintide style horde yet. Like the, I don't know, like it felt like in Vermintide sometimes you'd have like uh, 500 things attacking you at once. Um, I haven't I'm seen pretty any sure that's the, you know, the, the heavier difficulties though. There's, I mean, when we've we been we playing it on through, baby mode. <laughs> yeah. When we were going through the, uh, when we were going through Vermintide 2, we were basically for the last, for the last times we were playing it, we were doing the um that new dungeon mode, right? The chaos dungeon, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we were and playing it on a significant They would throw a horde after horde after you. Yeah, and we play it on like whatever the tier three or I think we got up to tier four at one point, but like the tier three difficulty on that game. Right. Um, this has I don't know how the reward system works. I don't understand a lot of that stuff. I'm gonna leave feedback that some of the things I'm gonna say is like I can't understand how the loot system works and what I'm looting. I don't understand the crafting. Of course, it really just kind of threw you into matchmake with everybody. So far everybody's been playing together pretty all right. I didn't really play a lot of multiplayer with other people in Vermintide. Um all the beta players are playing pretty well together. Like everybody's helping each other out. I don't hear anybody ever on voice chat, but everybody's pointing shit out. Everybody's sharing loot, you know, sharing the ammo and 
health kits and shit like that. Like I haven't run into a lot of people that are like playing very selfishly. Right. And not a lot of people that are just speed running through because everybody's like, oh, this is new. Um, right. Well, yeah, we're we're all kind of like smelling the roses at the moment and uh, and seeing seeing just how, you know, how this game looked like. I mean, Vermintide was not a bad looking game if you if you take a look at it, especially when there was it's like a, rain effects going on and shit. I mean, it, it looks pretty good. Looking it it game, looks honestly. pretty. Huh? Honestly, Vermintide 2 is a pretty good looking game. Yeah, it it looked it looked gritty. It looked dirty. It was. I mean, it had it basically nailed everything that they were looking for for the, uh, the for the world building. This has the promise of having, uh, you know, DLSS and RTX and you know ray tracing on the uh, on on the lighting in this game is gonna look fucking phenomenal, dude. As soon as we could turn it on, it's going to look great. Yeah, especially with all the lasers and shit going all over the place. Oh, yeah, with the freaking, you know, with the uh, with the las guns going off and, you know, the, you know, like the industrial, you know, feel of the the maps, the fans, the lighting behind the fans and casting shadows. Oh, it's going to look great, dude. But it's just unfortunate we couldn't see any of that you know, working right now. You know? Yeah. And <clears throat> having to I mean, play it like on half settings is essentially what I, I call it, right? I'm playing 2K with a lot of the things on like maybe high on some things and maybe medium on other things, you know, just to make sure that I can get a stable FPS to play the game. Yeah. It was just so that we could get a, you know, get a good idea, play test it, provide some feedback. And I know I've, I've already provided a few bits of, uh, bits of feedback that, you know, that you, uh, that you kind of touched on there. Uh, I was like, I don't even know how loot works. Go, you know, going on, you know, how any of this shit works, right? I don't right understand now. what I'm opening with these containers. Like, you'll see a container and you open it, and there's nothing in it, and I'm like, what am I? What am I doing? Um, I mean, is there supposed to be shit in every one of the containers? I don't. I mean, I don't know. Um, but like, you shouldn't ha- be able to open it if there's nothing in it. Well. It's it's also to kind of pull players away from each other. I think that's what they that the, the, there's a mechanic in the game that has you basically have a uh, have two different health pools. One's your main health pool, and the other one's kind of like a toughness meter. It's like your armor, uh, and, basically. Yeah, it's it's like your armor. So uh, you gain toughness if you uh, if you are near your squad. You know, so if you're near other players, your toughness regenerates. Um, and you get more toughness if you do melee kills. Um, so there's bits and pieces of the of the map that kind of like tries to separate the group, you know, through uh, you know going into a different room or uh, or putting these loop, you know, these little uh, chests of you know in you know off uh, out of the beaten pathways, and people go looking for them, and then a freaking you know. Um, a couple enemies will jump them or some shit, and you have to go run back and you know get that. It, it's a, the game's way of trying to uh, punish, you know, separating the group. So I could see why they're doing you know, to do it. Uh, doing it, I just I need a little bit more polished and you know and how things work. Like if there's if there's and there's some stuff that you pick up that I, I I'm like 
it must be some crafting material, but I, I've never, I, I don't know what to do with them. You know, so it's it's got good bones and it's got a lot of good, it's got a lot of promise and it made me really want to play Vermintide again. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the reason why I liked playing Barden was because I was at the level of the rats. Um, and I was like, wow, man, I'm, I'm missing something here. I'm, uh, I'm playing the, you know, I was playing the fanatic and like, yeah, I'm, I'm being, I'm doing headshots and stuff like that with the ax. And I'm like, this is okay, but there's something missing. And then I played as an ogren. And of course you're about twice as tall as, you know, as the normal characters as the ogre. And I'm like, this is it. This is it. Now I can look down and beat on things. That's great. It's, it's, this feels great. <laughs> he just needs a he needs a different weapon other than the freaking like club that he starts with. Well, you can um, change weapons out. Yeah, and if if he had the the knife is actually really nice, you know, for the ogren. But he starts with the club, and you have to you have to get you have to get loot in these games. You have to do some you know you do some loot grinding in that. So. I've I've got I've got uh high hopes that uh that Fat Shark know you know and I and I've got some confidence that Fat Shark knows what they're doing uh with this kind of game. Uh and I've got high hopes that they're gonna be able to execute day one. <clears throat> now the Vermintides have been kind of rocky at the, at first, but they get better as they go along. Um and I think that's probably what's gonna happen with Dark Tide, but uh uh, on the visual side of things, they're going to, you know, they're they're doing, it's shaping up to look <laughs> great out, of, out the gate. So. Well, do we want to take a break? Uh, yeah, I think we, you know, uh, did you hear Jason start snoring? I don't know. Jason, you no, still us? I've just uh, not had much to say gotcha. about right, Fermentide. About that's because you didn't want to play this fucking game. Anyway, let's take a break. We'll be back. And we're back. guys what do we got oh boy this well, uh this go for first it first things first how about corporate greed in full force Woo! Like, what do you corporate mean greed is right um uh, mark mark zuckerberg took to the internet to announce the new quest pro oh with, my uh, uh with 12 gigabytes of memory and new Snapdragon XR2 processor and two Quest Pro controllers, which have Snapdragon 662 mobile processors in them, for a grand total of $1,499. No thanks. When will they actually figure this shit out? <clears throat> so, so I understand. From my understanding of this, this is 
not really it's not really targeted at gamers it's targeted f- more for professionals wanting to do things in augmented reality and in which VR. nobody's really doing which yeah exactly nobody's really doing so <laughs> you know that's well they're not doing it in the sense that meta's kind or facebook's really thinking like i I don't know i i'm pretty sure there's gonna be developers out there that'll be like yeah this works with the you know with the meta quest pro um but there i I am i'm going to say right now (laughs) there is gonna be very few people there's a small subset of you know, of gamers, like very small. Like I'm talking like, you know, in the 1% of, of gamers that actually even play with VR right now. It is it is the gamer's gimmick at the moment and has been for years. Uh, there just really isn't all that much in the VR space that's really worthwhile. Um especially not for the price that they want to charge for the, you know, for the hardware to be able to access that, you know, those titles. Um, and then what you get with those titles is basically a bunch of gimmicks anyway. Um, so they are really leaning hard into business, you know, uh, business works. And <clears throat> I don't know, you can't really make, uh, you can't really make something that's like this that's very cartoony or video gamey, you know, work that great for, you know, your general office setting, right? Yes. I don't see how, how the, you know, how this is being marketed properly. I don't see the use case for it, you know, and I definitely don't see, you know, they might throw a bunch of freaking like, you know, a bunch of new shit into this thing. And that's what's causing the price to go up. They're going to find that there's not very many people that's going to pay, uh, pay that outside of, you know, you know, you know, like maybe the corporate IT firms, you know, corporate firms that have high IT departments with extra money in their budget. And I'll tell you right now, there's not very uh, many of those left after the last couple of years. <laughs> I work right? from home using I mean, a webcam and Google I'm, Meets. Right. Well, and at, at best, it looks like a test platform for to me for um new lenses new battery pack design stuff like that you know having um, but even then um uh a uh a med employee told the verge that uh uh that basically the the batteries going to give you about one to two hours worth of use before it needs a full two hour charge oh honestly so playing a lot of vr right it has been typically pretty hard for me to play more than a couple hours at a time right so that isn't in itself that big of a deal to me it's it's trying to get away with adding more tech to make it more feasible to do it without any kind of PC, right? Whereas all I really need is a better resolution screen than what I'm doing right now. So like I 
super sample and down sample things right on my current rig and overclock it to about double the resolution that you normally get with the the Quest 2, which is what I'm using right now. Mm -hmm. And I get pretty good results. Really, the only thing I would like to see from that is a wider viewing angle, right? So I want to see more than 90 degrees FOV on it, right? Like, so 120 degrees would be really cool. And then a native refresh rate of 120 hertz. You can get that with overclocking it right now, but it's unreliable. So right. it, it natively sits at about 90, but in the experimental section, you can put it at like 120 hertz. And it just doesn't work quite well with everything. Some things like 120, some things like 90. And it's just how it is. So if anything, they could up the resolution of the actual um, display and change the FOV, and I'd be just fine with that. And also create a better solution than USB 3, like maybe a display port solution for moving it to a PC. Because right now, this is all through people <clears throat> essentially finding out that through USB 3, you could not really hack it, but make this work with PC VR, and which turned out to be the main, it's the most popular VR platform for Steam right now because of the mm -hmm. price point of it and the versatility of the toolkit that comes with it, right? Like there's a lot you can do with the actual settings to create custom settings for that, but it, it takes a lot of tutorials. It doesn't like just work out of the box. you got to play with it to make it work. So it's kind of like a whole tinkering thing that you have to do. You get like On a... So like a vibe so, or something like that you just it works out of the box yeah right. well and supposedly resolution is one of those things that that they're supposed to be getting out of these new pancake displays um basically 1800 by 1920 um for pixel resolution per eye at 90 hertz mm. that's not that that's not a that's not a 800 difference like you can get a, yeah. a Quest 2 for 200 bucks off eBay right now used and new. You can get it for 299 yeah, yeah, what you're paying for with the with the Quest Pro is, you know, you're getting the uh, the more powerful onboard of, you know, components that you don't necessarily need if you have it hooked up to your gaming PC and doing that type of stuff. Yeah, because I'm um, not running in, any games off the headset. I'm literally using the headset as a display for me to run games off my PC. I mean, the only thing I can think of that, you know, that <laughs> would be useful is you said there was new processors for motion, the, for the motion tracking on the, uh, uh, on the, you know, controllers. And it might be slightly know, better, having, but the motion tracking is already pretty damn good on the regular Quest 2. Right. Oh, no, it's, it's, that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm saying this, this right here is not, uh, not targeting your standard, you know, gamer that's going to dabble in you know in vr because it doesn't have the you know the features that uh that somebody wants in a vr headset um you know as a gamer uh this would most likely be more you know of you know this would be like a productivity aid for people who want to do like virtual meetings and shit like that that's less than two hours you know I'm I'm sitting here thinking of like a use case, you know, for me if I was uh, if if I had to use something like this <laughs> and wanted to be completely wireless in my office, um, it's you know on for two hours doing whatever I'm going to be doing and you know in augmented reality or virtual reality, right? And then throw it back onto the freaking charger for two more hours and be you know 
and walk around the office like a normal human being. I I don't know how much you would get out of it. Like how how much how much would you get out of that as a you know as a productivity aid? So on top of the fact that you're going to have to transfer the files off of the damn thing onto you know onto whatever or just hook it up wirelessly or it's just easier <clears throat> just to hook it up to the computer. <laughs> it really is. And at it's that too, point, uh, and at the, you get you get you get yourself a Quest Two, and you just use the damn computer as your powerhouse anyway. So, yeah, yeah man, it's weird. Uh, I don't I don't know what they're you know what they're thinking about that. And who's? Let's see. Uh, the only other thing I had was uh, <clears throat> uh, Valve apparently filed a trademark. Uh, under under video game software, uh, mm-hmm. with the title of Neon Prime. Neon Prime, I heard about this. Neon Prime is a big question mark right now. Uh, there is speculation there is zero all detail. Over th- yeah, speculation. <laughs> That's it. That's all speculation right now. Um, this could be. This could be a new project. It could be new IP. It could be Half-Life 3. It could be fucking Portal 3. It could be, you know, it could be anything. It really could be, you know, and we don't, we don't know. We, we, we just don't know. Um, hell, it could be just an you know, improvement to their, uh, to their video game, you know, Steam platform. You know, it, it, it could be anything. So, you know, the code name. Doesn't give us any clues. Then again, I mean, Blue Harvest wouldn't have given you any clues, you know, as a code name either, right? What was uh, Blue so, Harvest again? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, <laughs> the the reason why they're code names is, you know, is so that it does it, it throws people off. It's n- almost never tied to what you're, you know, what you're actually, com- you know, communicating about. So, yeah, I, I know there's. There's buzz going on about uh, about this, but we just have to wait and see. And I mean, honestly, right now, yeah, Half Life Three is the big meme, and almost everybody is been like, "Yeah, nah, I'm good." You <laughs> know, if they decide to, yeah, whatever. But we've already basically just resigned ourselves to the fact that this uh, this <laughs> this cliffhanger is just you know, going to sit there. So. <laughs> Anyhoozle. Um I saw some uh some stuff. Um there's uh there's a couple video games that's coming out here in the next week that you know that might be worthwhile taking a look at. Um and uh that was uh well we've at Scorn actually just came out yesterday. Uh so if you got the if you got this on uh PC game uh game pass, that is the place to play it. Scorn is kind of a it's a uh, horror puzzle game, right? It is it is you know, it's Geiger-esque. Uh so if you like the Alien series, you're going to notice a lot of themes that are very similar. Um uh and it's just a flesh environment. It, it's it's yeah, it's basically like well, it, there's there's a couple different kinds of environments <clears throat> going on here and, uh, and there's it's not something you can really describe. You do have to, you know, kind of see it to understand it. What the game 
kind of looks like if you just look at a video of it is a lot of it shows movement and action and it kind of looks like a first person shooter and i'm here to tell you it is not a first person shooter no it's just a weird ass puzzle game with some like combat elements right yeah it has some light combat elements but it is not a first person shooter it's not what people think it is uh, and it's it's kind of it's mixed right now. If you look at uh, at the Steam uh, Steam reviews, it's mixed because people were thinking it's going to be a first person shooter. The the trailer was not. the trailer was bad for the game. I think that's the the problem. Yeah, well, it is, and it's an environmental puzzle game in a really detailed environment in a uh, art form or art style that is divisive already so you kind of have the body horror stuff going on and you are interacting with that body horror in the game but it's not it's it's grotesque but it's also weirdly artful so it's it's not for everybody that's just the the easiest way to put it is it's not going to be for everybody if you want to try it, try it on Game Pass because for the price of Game Pass, it's it's worth playing through the first hour or so to see whether or not it's going to be something you're going to enjoy. Um, I have only really put about an hour into it myself because uh, you know it it just stopped, it just finished downloading, and then of course needed to play some Dark Tide. So. I plan on playing a little bit more of it. I'll talk about uh, talk about it more next week, uh, as as far as how I feel about the game. Yeah, from uh, everything but, I see, it's less than ten hours to complete. So I'm sure you'll finish it. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's a really short game, which is another thing that you know that I've heard is kind of disappointing for those people because I mean this game has been kind of we've been talking about this game off and on for a couple of years, like at least four or five years. Like, yeah, I was telling you, I think Trent kickstarted like a $250 version of this game. Jeez. Um, oh, Trent, man. <laughs> Worst Kickstarter he's success had ever. Really fucking, he's had some really bad yeah, luck with his Kickstarter. <laughs> we'll get him on sometime to talk about Agony, because he also kickstarted <laughs> that for like 200 bucks. Well, I mean, we already kind of know a little bit about how he feels about uh, his other Kickstarter with the uh, Friday the 13th game, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's had some uh, he's had some stinkers. Uh I don't think this falls in the category of a stinker as it uh, as much as it falls into the category of it's not quite it's what a- he you know, what anybody expects. So on its own, the game looks great. <clears throat> like if you took screenshots of this game, it it looks fantastic, especially if you've got all the pretties turned on. Um it's just the gameplay itself is gonna it, it's it's going to take the few people that get past that art style and kind of split those people down the middle so you really don't have a whole lot of it's it's a very niche product so uh other games that's coming out here in the, in the next week or so that might be worth uh, worthwhile uh if you like plague tale uh a plague tale uh, Innocence, the next one's coming out, uh, Plague Tale Requiem, and that's going to be on PC, Xbox, PlayStation 5, and Switch on the 18th. 
let's see. Uh, the uh, Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed is coming out for all the major platforms as well on the 18th. That's the one that's uh, kind of a multiplayer uh, Ghostbusters. I think it's the uh, that is that the one that's um, the uh, what do they call it? It's kind of like uh, Evolve uh, the or uh, Dead by Daylight. The the what is the word? Fuck. Um, one one v four style. Um, I asymmetric. My brain just stopped working at that particular asymmetric. moment. But uh, huh? Asymmetric. Asymmetrical. That's the one. That's the word. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll I'll slam that into my head a little bit later. Um. Uh. See, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection uh comes out for PC on the uh, on the nineteenth, which is you know if if you haven't played Uncharted, uh, this is you know only the last uh, last couple of. Of the uh, uh, of the Uncharted games, it's not the full collection. Uh, so these are good stories, you know, by themselves. And being able to play them on PC is also kind of you know kind of in- you know interesting, especially for me, considering I hadn't played any of the Uncharted games. Uh, let's see, and uh, the ones the ones that I'm looking forward to the most would be uh, for Warhammer 40k Shoot is Blood and Thief, which <clears throat> is basically a orcs game uh and it looks uh you know over the top cartoony and you know stupid and that's basically all orcs are uh so right up my alley uh and then uh gotham knights will be coming out on october 21st uh and gotham knights is uh uh it's a wb game uh and it's Basically, it's in its own universe. From what I, I guess, it's its own continuity. So, um, it follows the uh, Bat family after uh, you know Bruce Wayne is confirmed ditter and doornail, and uh, they have to pick up the uh, the whole uh, the whole you know taking care of Gotham's you know just you know, thing. It looks like it is going to be. It looks like it would be. You know, a great multiplayer game because it's a drop in, drop out, non tethered multiplayer. So you and I could be in a completely different section of the map, but still playing on the same map. Uh, and uh, it's meant so that you can kind of play through the game, you know, solo, but you also can switch between the heroes whenever you want to. Uh, so there's Batgirl, Red Hood, uh, Nightwing, and uh, what's the other one? Another one. Another one, yeah, the other one. Uh, so there's those uh, those four. You can kind of swap between them all uh, on the fly. So initial reports, you know, from people who have early access to the thing, uh, is uh, it looks fun. The combat's you know, combat is good, and they just need to see you know more than like the one little area. Uh, so. That's coming out here in you know here in the next week, uh, and the uh, the the one video game news thing you remember the uh, you remember Justin? Do you remember Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So so do I. That that game that basically that oh 
it was such a nightmare. It wasn't even in widescreen. Um, <laughs> so that was uh, that was a uh, a studio called Invoke, uh, and apparently that same studio got their name changed to uh, I want to say Two Q or it's T H Q Q U E. Oh, never mind. Yeah. It's not 2K. It's 2Q. <laughs> um, they got their name changed. Oh uh, no, 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 no! It's the other way. 2Q is the the that was the original name. Invoke is the new uh, new name of the studio, and they're doing a triple A quote unquote triple A scope game in Unreal Five, and as a Dungeons and Dragons uh, uh game. But it's basically the same, you know, same group as. That gave us the stinker that that, that was Dark Alliance. I got a so, lot to prove right now. They've got yeah, they've definitely got a lot to prove. They need to go back to the drawing board and not do anything to do you know, have anything to do with uh, man that train wreck. Um, we need a good D and D game to come out of you know a good D and D video game. Uh, Baldur's Gate three. I mean, it's still not out. It's still in early access, and that's shaping up to be a decent D and D game. Um, but and we just need a good, you know, a good title. You guys could always play Gloomhaven with me. I know it's not quite D and D, but it's very similar to the same experience virtually. Okay, well, I'll have to take a look at it. But <clears throat> and it was know. free on Epic, so okay. All right, so uh, let's see. Yeah, Gloomhaven. Oh, yeah, that's right. I I think I downloaded it. Well, no, I didn't download it. I did. Uh, I did actually. Uh, I did get it while it was free, though. So it was going to take about a year and a half to download. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like thirty gigs. It's man. I I try. I I try, but man, I I can only do- download so many things at, at a time. So. I don't know, man. Uh, I think that's about all I've got for right now. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what comes up here in the next uh, next week. Well, Jason, where can you find us? Find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash the real tiltcast, and search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show. You've got Cabbage KBG. You've got NoQuarters.net. You've got BMFCast.com. For the love of gaming and TVGP.TV, they also play PC games. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace. Peace.